Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Heel Section Wrestling Podcast. We are a group of friends from all over the country, united by our love of all things pro wrestling. Wrestling is our politics. And now your host, Nicholas Bowden. Turn to you now as the host of this podcast in all my luscious, luscious glory. And I'd like all those out there in Radio Land to reach out and place your hand on the screen of your mobile listening device. And know that my hand is touching your hand, Danny. As we gather for this podcast to give you the greatest wrestling podcast in the world today. I wanted to do that for a solid month. Joining us today is our illustrious producer, the master planner. Uh, I just totally totally lost it. (laughs) We can edit it. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, I keep wanting to say Jared's intro here. Uh, The last righteous man, Joshua Adcock. Also joining us from Purple Plum, Mississippi. Gorgeous Drew Parker. Joining us also from Giggler's Gulch. The only thing colder than the steel on his hip is the steel in his soul. He is the outlaw, Justin Adcock. And last but not least, joining us from a hidden paramilitary underwater base at the bottom of Long Island Sound. Many of you out there listening know that every facet of your lives is controlled by the Illuminati. A cabal of the world's wealthiest and most powerful, but what you don't know is that every facet of their lives is controlled by the smartest man in every room. Jared, the Dr. Haywood. That's me. Yes, indeed. <laughs> okay, fellas, we got... It's insane how much we have to talk about. Uh, and even though this is a little bit old news, it's big news, and I'm just going to throw it out there. Brock Lesnar, who the WWE has built up as... An absolute destroyer. The man that ended the Undertaker's streak. The man who destroyed John Cena for 20 minutes of straight-up murder was beaten and pinned in a minute and 25 seconds by a guy that hasn't wrestled in 12 years. What do you guys think about this? Justin, we'll start with you. Um, <clears throat> I, was, I was very surprised. I was very happy. Uh, I'm not a Goldberg fan. I just like uh, <clears throat> I was. Uh, I have some guys in, in another group that I that I frequent um, mentioned that they have maybe deliberately, maybe just sort of happenstance created kind of a shoot division, a shoot division uh, involving Brock Lesnar, where um, the 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 line between you know MMA and wrestling really is blurred. The idea that someone can, you know, beat someone else very, very quickly is is maybe like it was beautiful booking. I mean, he hit the spear, knocked the wind out of it, hit the spear again, and then he jackhammered him. I mean, it was it was really excellent booking. Um, uh, and and I'm telling you, man, uh, that's the only time I've been like like not aggravated that a pay per view ended a half hour early. You know, like I, yeah. I was like, no, I'll take that. I will take that. To I was, I was genuinely surprised. Yeah, when I when it happened, I, I had literally told my wife Jasmine, uh, you know, that she may as well go ahead and stay up for it because um, she, she works really early in the mornings. And uh, I was like, honey, this this will take literally like nine, ten minutes tops. Go ahead and plan on staying up for it. It's going to be a shitty match, you know. But yeah, might as well. And I sat down, and she had made some homemade cookies. I began eating cookie number one, and I had just dipped cookie number two into some milk and was bringing it up to my mouth when all of a sudden, one, two, three, and I froze. Mm-hmm. And Jasmine burst out laughing like a maniac and said, well, honey, you were right. It didn't take any longer than nine minutes. So, and I just sat there completely flabbergasted, stunned. I don't think that they have done anything other than the under breaking the Undertaker's streak 
that shocked me more. Uh, Jared, what were your thoughts? Well, um, I was watching it the day after, and you had um, let me know on the board that I'd be pleased. However, it was you know how the end was going to be. So I, I was I was folding laundry and I was helping my uh, uh, my boys with uh, their homeschool, and I sort of had to step to the other room to uh, to answer a question, and I paused. Uh, the recording and I saw that there was five minutes left and I thought that that doesn't really make much sense. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, and I'm, I'm setting myself up to be disappointed, but, um, you know, way back when, uh, this match was first made, I said that, you know, Goldberg was going to, uh, to go over, but I thought it was only due to, to the amount of money there was to be made off of it. That, you know, Goldberg, you know, would have been a fool to turn down, you know, uh, a multi-match contract and uh, just nostalgia for the 90s. Um, it, it, it's a huge paycheck. It was obviously going to go, you know, Goldberg's way. The way that it did go over, that, that's, that quick uh, finish, I love it. You know, uh, I, I'm absolutely with Justin. It was the best way to book it um, because, I mean, Lesnar... Lesnar needed an opponent. I had uh, heard that Paul Heyman uh, had suggested the way that they go down, and it totally makes sense. That guy understands narrative, he understands character, and of course, he's going to sit. He's this is the guy who built up the Hulk Hogan Lesnar match mm-hmm. and had the look of shock on his face when Lesnar smeared Hogan's blood across his chest. That guy knows. How wrestling stories work, and now people want to know. People love this, and you know this is what I love about professional wrestling. So you know, kudos to Vince for making a you know a ba- pretty ballsy call. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Joshua, uh, I gotta say I love it for the for the things that it implies uh, by by the, it going down the way it did. I mean, you have a situation here where you've taken a guy that is otherwise considered unbeatable and almost, you know, invulnerable, and it showed that if if a guy comes in and he has prepared and prepared and prepared, if he catches the beast off guard, he can take him down so that, you know, because there for a while, the idea was nobody can beat Lesnar. It was, you know, kind of hammered into our minds, and in fact... We were all talking, you know, about uh, before the match happened about how can Goldberg stand up to getting suplexed a hundred times? Can he can he take this kind of a beating? Can he can he do that at, at this age? And then, you know, we had kind of taken it as a foregone conclusion. Lesnar is going to walk over this because hey, Goldberg won the last one. Lesnar wants his win back. You know, we had all kinds of reasons. But now. The next person that faces Lesnar is going to be given just a little more, poss- you know, uh, in the eyes of the fans, they're going to be given just a little more potential to be able to get by the beast. Because if a guy, like y'all have said, uh, that hasn't wrestled in 12 years but is on top of his game at that time, and Lesnar, <laughs> who appear- uh, did not uh, apparently consider it a serious threat, that you can actually beat the guy. So, in a way, losing is one of the best possible things that could have happened to Lesnar with this uh, because it means that the next match will draw because people aren't going to immediately go, oh, he's just going to murder this guy. But, you know, that that's basically where I stood with it. You know, a minute and 25 seconds, I thought, holy shit, I didn't think that would happen. But... I, you know, looking back at it, I'm I'm glad it did happen that way. I think it's the best possible outcome. You know, in order to not only uh, extend Lesnar's shelf life, but extend um, the draw of a match that includes Lesnar later. You know, in making it possible for the for his opponent to win. Yeah, you know, I think you you point out something really important, and that is, I really think this protected Lesnar. It was the way it went down. Jared was right. It's really brilliantly booked in that it's not that, for one, it was so shocking, right? And, right. and you can only have a moment that shocking when you build a guy up the way Lesnar has been built up so long for years. And then you do, this is really the only thing they could do with him. I mean, if he'd been in a protracted match with somebody and he'd been pinned, I think that would have hurt him a lot more. This, 
it had such an almost fluke quality to it that he went in there so cocky and he underestimated his adversary. And even that moment where he gets pushed down and it's as he's getting up, he basically got blindsided. And, you know, Heyman did that interview the next week, you know, that great interview where he, he hadn't shaved in like five days and he was crying <laughs> during God, that guy's so beautiful. And, beautiful. And he was talking about, you know, how Lesnar's ribs had been broken. And after that, it was, uh, you know, um, uh, over because you can't, you can't fight if you can't breathe. Uh, I, I would have rather something like that gone to Kevin Owens. Sure. I, I think, and you know, I think a lot of people would that said, you know, eh, um, it interested me in a match that I did not care about. I came this close to not even watching it that night. Cause I just didn't give a shit. And now I do Justin's idea that it's sort of like the WWE has a shoot division is really interesting. And I think there's something to that. Um, Drew, what did you think? I was, again, it was just a match that I just did not care about at all going into it. And then when it went down the way that it did, I just, I just sat here just in complete shock. Yeah, like, mouth hanging open like, My uh... mouth was hanging, I was just sitting there just like, I don't even know what I just, just experienced in my life. And I, at first I hated it because I was like, this is the dumbest thing they've ever done. But after a little while of retrospect and looking back, I was like, you know, that's a really smart thing. And like, I mean, like all of you have said, it's really the best way that they could have booked it. Because, I mean, if they had gone, what, there was a half an hour left on the pay-per-view? Oh, God, if it had been that If long. they had gone 12, 13 minutes with it, we, it would have just been a bore snooze fest of botched spots everywhere. And us going, wow, I wonder if Goldberg's even awake right now. So, I mean, it's, it's I guess I'm fine with it. Yeah, you know, I, uh, you know, I. Again, like I, I think this proved to me once again that wrestling bookers and the people behind this, whose li- whose livelihoods depend on it, just don't think about it the way fans do, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I, I've been operating under the impression that the whole reason to build up Lesnar was to make a new star, and that may have been what they were going to do. But then when they saw the chance to make some serious money, and Jared's right, this is going to make up a lot of money. You know, they'll just they'll they'll throw that out the window because. At the end of the day, that's the name of the game, right? And this is a way that they can make a lot of money off of Brock Lesnar and off of Goldberg. Hey, don't forget about um, the video game sales. Oh, God. Yeah, I forgot about the, the whole match. It really was a 90-second commercial for the video game. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're right. right about that. Ladder matches! Fellas, lately we've been treated to some spectacular ladder matches. Starting with uh, about a month ago... Ring of Honor had Ladder War 6. I don't know how many of you had the chance to see it. I did. And this was followed up by a spectacular ladder match between Dolph Ziggler and The Miz, uh, mm-hmm. who I uh, am now and have always been the biggest fan of. Going back, you know, I mean, now Justin has done nothing but talk <laughs> shit about him for, you know, the last year. But Jared, too, my God, they hate the guy's guts, but... I, the Miz has absolutely done some great work, and I'm glad that I was on, you know, on point with that all along. And then uh, the other night at uh, the end of Tables, Ladders, and Chairs, we had a Tables, Ladders, and Chairs match, which is essentially a ladder match between uh, AJ Styles and Dean Ambrose and James Ellsworth. Nah. So, uh, Justin, I'm going to throw it out to you. Ladder matches, uh, which ones uh, have you enjoyed the most over the last uh, month or two? Uh, man, I... <clears throat> um, uh, uh, the, 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 the feud, the best feud of the year in the WWE, I believe, uh, is Ziggler and Miz. Um, I, mm. I think that's the best one out there. I, I want to I wanna thank you. I want to, on bended knee, here in my <laughs> Thank you for showing me the way to the Miz. He is in glory. How it be his name? Uh, uh, it's good. It's 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 really. It's, that was a that it was so nice that when that match was over, I knew that there was still another ladder match with AJ Styles. And my first thought was, those guys have got some big shoes to fill. 
because that was, I thought they had, I thought Miz and Ziggler had an outstanding match. I think that feud is done. I hope it is done. I don't know what the hell they're going to do with Ziggler again. I think they should go hard, hard heel with him. That's another conversation. The latter wars over at ROH was cool. Kazarian and Daniels really put it out there, kind of old school, man. Like it was, it was one of those like stand and salute sort of things. You know what I mean? Those, 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 those dudes went out hard. And it was, it was, I thought it was weird and, and interesting, but very strange that like they were sort of working in a, this is probably the last time we're going to get a shot at any major belts. Like that we're going to hold gold. I thought that was, and Daniels at least, it sounded like this, you know, I'm on my way out, I'm done. That was, that was weird, but it was a good match. Good, a lot, a lot of great spots there. You know, and AJ and I, you know, I don't, I don't really dig the, the Dean. I'm not, I'm not a Dean fan. I'm not an Ambrose fan. But yeah, I don't dig Ambrose. I think AJ could make a fucking chair look good. He's made that fucking Ellsworth. The only reason I can watch those segments is because of the kind of shit that AJ is getting away with. Um, working such a, you know, he's working a pretty safe program. Like, I mean, I know he had just, he had a hellacious match with, uh, hey, let me tell you something else about that match with, uh, with Ambrose. AJ took a lot of fucking hard shots. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought that was, I thought that was a bit much. Now I know sometimes, you know, they got a man up for whatever reason. And maybe, maybe AJ thought he had something to prove. I don't know why. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know how his championship reign is going. I know that I'm all right with it, except that I hate fucking Ellsworth. And yep. I hate that program. But I think AJ is doing great. I'm being able to work safe and 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 uh, you know not not put it out there too much, except for that particular uh, occasion. Um, but yeah, yeah. So so yeah. Now, there have been some outstanding uh, enhancement matches uh, involving the you know ladders and chairs and whatnot i i mean can can we talk about like that Kalisto and uh baron corbin both had like two of the best matches uh, the best match that those two guys have been involved in in a long time and that they're that, it, that it's a pretty good little uh program they're running agree 100 i'll have to go back and catch up on that but simply because it was Kalisto and corbin i just skipped it so i didn't watch <laughs> yeah. match i didn't watch anything uh Real quick, real quick. Those two guys have like they they are they are working together, and they are having a very good program. And it's the kind of thing that I would like to see more of. Those those dudes are accentuating what each of them are good at, and they are making each other look good. Uh, I I think I think it's a really underrated spot in the program because I agree. I don't like Kalisto. I think I'm on the record as saying I'm really not a fan. Corbin, I actually am a fan of, in spite of the mm. fact that I, part of me really doesn't want to be, but I like him. He's got a look. Uh, he seems to do some odd stuff. I hate his Frankenstein pants. Uh, and the, <laughs> the, the, he seems to like him. So so we'll see. Go ahead. Go ahead. I apologize. I went on too long. No worries. Eggs, what have you got? Uh, you know Anything about um, Corbin or Kalisto? And also your thoughts on uh, recent ladder matches. Oh, yeah, I, I'll start with uh, Kalisto and Corbin because uh, Justin and I had, you know, a, a sort of conversation about that, you know, the other night. Um, their match at TLC, I thought, was surprisingly good. When I saw that it was a chairs match, I thought, oh, well, well, great. They just drew, drew the short uh, into the stick. But there were a lot of really sort of inventive moves. As a whole, you know, it was just sort of like a nice match with, you know, you know good solid spots. It, it didn't really wow me. But um, but their, their their match Tuesday was great. Several years ago, when Ray uh, had his championship run, there was sort of like a split, I, I think, among us as to whether or not Ray could be a legitimate world heavyweight champion. And I I made the argument that given that these are supposed to be you know the world's greatest athletes, that if Ray can sort of, you know, use his speed and his, you know, agility, then he can go up against, you know, a legitimate big man threat. And I think this, that match Tuesday night sort of like, you know, just made my argument perfectly because both uh, Corbin and Callisto looked good. They both uh, wrestled to their strengths, their styles. 
everybody, you know, both gentlemen came out looking good at, after that match. Great spots. I was I was really really surprised because yeah, Callisto's generic. Corbin, uh, you know, I like him too. I wish he had a little bit, you know, more of a personality uh, than what he does, and and none of his character. Um, affectations really sort of like you know work towards like moving a story forward but back to the ladder matches yeah that 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 Miz Ziggler match was it was it was terrific it was terrific I, I um, I'm so happy that the Miz kept it if only for that Miz participation shit we got Tuesday night which was <laughs> with it, he, he turned the entire stadium against Dean Ambrose. It was amazing. He'll work. Uh, but I, I think that the, the, the problem with the AJ Ambrose match was, you know, in, in part because, you know, we were just sort of coming off a terrific IC match, but also because Dean Ambrose didn't look like he gave a shit at all. He AJ's hasn't out recently there Working much. his ass off. But Ambrose, you know when he does the sort of like drunken fall into the ropes? When he does that sort of like, you know, ragdoll shit over across the ring? That stuff is so formulaic now that he's half-assing it. He doesn't care for some reason. He's completely uninspired. And despite the fact that AJ, like's already been pointed out, took a lot of like, you know, really hard bumps, that match was not what it should have been. And that's not even getting to Ellsworth, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know, man. Uh, you know, Ambrose stood on top of a gigantic fuck ladder and fell, <laughs> God knows, it must have been 20 feet through a bunch of tables. Yeah. That doesn't seem to me to be some something like, that didn't strike me as not caring. I, I, I guess I'm sort of not saying the same thing you are. I mean, I got to be honest, I'm really cold on Ambrose lately i kind of keep holding on to that match he had with triple h at uh roadblock, roadblock last yeah. year which was a great match yes. he actually showed how well he can work because it was all fucking mat wrestling and they never left the ring yeah and it was you know it was it was and that was with triple h who hadn't wrestled in a year and hadn't wrestled a real match since he wrestled you know um daniel bryan uh so he, the guy really can work well I don't know why he's not. Um, and it's just this brawler bullshit with the pants and the fucking wife beater. I think that sucks. I'm, I'm kind of sick of him. But I had the same sort of reaction you did to... Like, I was actually commenting on the board. I couldn't enjoy that match. I couldn't enjoy it because AJ Styles was getting murdered the whole fucking time. Oh, and, brother. And, and I'm thinking... Well, you know, I mean, I haven't... And, and, I, and I know you guys, it's like you told me the other day... You know, it's uh, you know, he's he's working at half speed, and I'm like, fuck, how is that possible? Because I missed his whole TNA run, but like I was watching that, and it just it kept making me cringe because all I kept thinking was, here is maybe the best wrestler on earth. He's the best thing in the WWE, and you know they're taking years off his career, and and I know it's wrestling, and I know it's like, you know, I I know that that comes with it, but I'm thinking this is one of your guys. Ambrose is a guy, honestly. That to have a, a really great match, he needs all those bells and whistles. AJ's not. AJ is a guy you can put in a standard match with anybody for 20 minutes, and it's going to blow the roof off. That's a rare thing, and I think they should be a fuck of a lot more careful with it. The one thing I could think of as I was watching it was, you know, literally one of his best friends is Christopher Daniels, and I guarantee you he saw Ladder War 6, and I'm thinking, he, he I guess he decided he had to try to top that. That wouldn't surprise me. No. The difference between Ladder War 6 and this is that Ladder War 6 had three tag teams. They could spread out those brutal spots, right? And everybody in that match took at least one really hard, bad bump. And, you know, Daniels bled buckets, but, you know, the really rough stuff was spread out. In that ladder match with AJ Styles, man, it was just him dying the whole time. So I was kind of... Eh, on it, the the Miz and Ziggler, I loved it. To me, I think that's what uh, if you're going to do a ladder match, that's what it should be. Um, it was thrilling, but they nobody died, and they didn't take a risk of somebody dying. And one thing I'll tell you is, you know, Justin, uh, you know, it, 
The Miz in the last several months has completely turned me around on him. I still think I was completely right for not giving a shit about him for all the years that I haven't given a shit about him. But I'd you know be a damn fool to not see how great he is since sort of his transition into something new. And I agree with. I was thinking this the other day, Justin. Sort of you know kind of uh, just hop off of your thoughts. I think without a doubt the best story in the WWE in the last year has been Ziggler and Miz. It's brought back Ziggler's career from the dead. People really want to see that guy win, and they really want to see Miz lose. Well, everybody except you know the bunch of motherfuckers talking on this podcast. Yeah. Um. But Josh, let's go to you. Ladder matches. Your thoughts? Uh, far as I'm concerned, I you know the, the they've been kind of standard fare recently. I'm glad that uh, that that Miz didn't lose because I think that belt means a lot more in his hand. But uh, I, I was gonna address uh, more about what y'all were talking about with Ambrose a little bit ago. He you know since he uh, since he got that got in position for the title, like the Austin podcast and everything, it seems like he's just stopped giving a shit in general. I mean, I still like the guy and everything, but I, I know what Jared's referring to. His his moves aren't as crisp as they as they had been. His transitions are not as smooth as they were. He's He just seems kind of e- even more, uh, you know, uh, disinterested in, in what he's doing, you know, than, than his normal, you, you know, drunken style like, well, as it's been described, but it just seems like since he got to the top, he just just stopped giving a crap. Um, but beyond that, you know, I'm trying to think back on the ladder matches, and really all I can come up with are the results. I can't remember anything that really stood out to me as a a, a holy shit moment. Dean going through the tables. Yeah, the figure okay. Four yeah, no, that was good. That was good. That was good. Um, also, that that uh, that jumping DDT that uh, Miz took from Ziggler on the outside on the ladder leaned up on the apron. I see. Oh, yeah. I just can't remember. Dude, it was brutal. I mean, like I, Zig, like uh, Miz literally laid there on the ladder, face down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I do remember just that. Knocked out, man. Yeah, but I mean, it's just you know, I. I there there have been some good ones, but it's just none of it has really stuck with me like some of the ones in the past. And they kept comparing it to like you know the greatest ones of all time, like Razor, Ramon, and Shawn Michaels. Like y'all, we're not seeing that kind of thing out of this. Um, but you know, I, I think maybe it's just because uh, I've been oversaturated with them recently. As you know, for my liking, I, I think that they're using too many you know, gimmick matches and they're doing too many of them at once. Like three hell in a cells in a night. It's it's just too much. Well, the pay-per-views are too clustered. They need to spread that kind of shit out more. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I I hate the whole concept of a gimmick pay-per-view, right? Oh, now it's TLC. So we just arbitrarily make this a cares match. Yeah, every one of them. You know, know, in, in, in hell in a cell, it's just arbitrary... Hey, hey, you know, just arbitrarily, we're just going to make these Hell in a Cell matches. Yeah. Yeah, the feud happened uh, to coincide with that month's pay-per-view theme, and so well, now you're in a cell. Yeah, and don't forget, you've got, you know, Extreme Rules in May or June or whenever the hell it is. Ugh. You know what I mean? Like, Drew, it's, hmm? go ahead. Oh, I was, was going to say, what, what are your thoughts on all this? Oh, the latter matches were great. I, I enjoyed the hell out of them. Um, like I said, the, there were a couple spots in that Ziggler and... And this match that were just amazing to me, like the like Justin said, the figure four around the ladder, like I just ah that made me cringe while watching it. Yeah. And then that DDT on the ladder on the outside, I was like, he literally just smacked his head into the corner of the of the side of that ladder. It was just amazing to me. And the thing that just just in the uh, in the Ambrose and AJ match that I was just it wasn't a ladder spot, but it was that. Fucking flipping super yeah, suplex, suplex the bomb on yeah, the chairs. Yeah, suplex bomb on the damn chairs that ripped AJ's pants open. Like yeah. <laughs> that was just that was one of the most brutal things I had seen just all night, and um, that was just incredible. And they were they were just really good matches, really well well done. And like I do agree, since ever since Stone Cold shit in Ambrose's Cheerios, he's just kind of been phoning it in. 
But uh, it was a good show overall. Like I, I, I enjoyed. And, you know, I... Hmm. Oh. Oh, for for me that the the thing that made me just I cringe. So, and and it says that because I actually rewinded to watch it again was when um AJ did that springboard four fifty off the rope to the outside through Ambrose and through the tables. But he overshot it. Oh, oh yeah, it yeah, I yeah. forgot about that. Came down his collarbone. He, he face planted on the floor. Yeah, he rolled up and on his. It was like God, and his head bent completely back. And I yeah. Went, for a minute, I was like, Jesus Christ, he's broken his neck. Yeah. That's two straight pay per views, two straight, where something happened to AJ Styles that made me think for a minute he was dead. That's two straight where that's happened. That's too, too damn many. Well, just keep him away from the zipline work. Should be all right. <laughs> Shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Um, oh. Anybody have any more thoughts on this? I just have one more thing. I forgot about one spot that I wanted to bring up. That time when Ambrose had the ladder in the ring and threw it outside on AJ, and it just crashed straight into face and shoulder. Yeah, like he tried to get his hands up, and he just didn't. Oh, Yeah, that was that was one of those hard shots I was talking about. Yeah. yeah that like, was uh, that, that aggravated me. Like he really did get hoping, murdered that whole match. I keep I keep hoping that it's just that AJ is so unbelievably goddamn good, uh, that actually he's not being hurt. Yeah, it's fooling even us. That's oh, that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> dude, there was a an Ultimate X match between him, PD Williams, and Chris Saban, where I was sure that uh, AJ had broken his arm, hadn't gotten it twisted and set up inside of a metal pile. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, and, and dude, he, he's just a great seller. It was it was, ama- it was an amazing match. Was uh, it? A nice little spot that set up uh, a, a Styles clash in which he had to pull it off of one arm. It was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, you, you can definitely say that AJ Styles is one of the last guys. Daniel Bryan was the only other one that to me, you know, had the ability for even me, consist on a consistent basis. I'll turn to Jasmine and I can say, "You can say what you want to, but that bell is hurt." <laughs> <laughs> all right, fellas. So I think one of the big questions we've all been asking ourselves lately, I, God knows, I know I've been asking myself, is, and I'm, I'm quoting our illustrious producer here: "What has James Ellsworth done?" What deal has he made? How much has he sucked on Satan's anus to be put in the spot that he is in now where for months he has been the centerpiece of the main event feud in SmackDown? So I want to throw that out there, and I want to throw one more thing out there along with that. Does SmackDown just not have anybody else for either Styles to feud with or Miz? Because it seems like literally since the brand split, it's been Miz and Ziggler and AJ and Ambrose. Pretty much. And the only new wrinkle in it has been fucking James Ellsworth. God, can he just go away? Uh, Justin, uh, what are your thoughts on this? (laughs) Well, let's see. Since the brand brand split, though, it it was AJ and Cena initially, right? Well, it was AJ and Ambrose, and then it was they brought Cena in... But but it was a triple threat between Ambrose. So oh, that's all, right. it, it's always really? been the two of them, and then the added wrinkle of Cena. Oh no! Don't forget the first one was uh, was uh, Ambrose and Ziggler. Yeah, it was. God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, and then well, and then well, AJ well, from then on. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I, y'all already know I don't like this Ellsworth shit. I'm mm-hmm. done with it. I, 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 I at some point I tried to see the the angle about oh this is to get like kids you know, to dream about being wrestlers or whatever. You know, like, you know, any man with two hands can what the hell ever. Uh, so I was like, all right, they're, they're trying they're trying something a little different. They're doing an everyman. Now, nah, hey, like, I can't stand it. Like, if you're going to do an everyman, you got to get more people on board. Like, you got to keep building this guy some other way to make us, like, actually sympathetic towards it. Like, at some point very recently, we stopped being sympathetic for the guy, and it was like, I don't know, it's more of a, oh, look, he's, it's, it's just a, it's a distraction. Again, I think it's, I think it's a somewhat safe program for AJ. I don't think they know what the fuck to do with Ambrose. I still don't think they know what to do with Ambrose. Um, you don't think he's going to go up against Miz after this last show? Sure. 
but I mean, that yeah, and I hate that. I, I really, I, I didn't finish this week's SmackDown. Um, I'm only about an hour into it, about halfway through. Um, so, so I don't know what happens with that match. I know that it got set up. I watched it get set up during the show. Um, uh, but I just, I don't want that feud. Um, I, I'm so tired of Ambrose, and now I have to watch him probably uh, punk out and beat up the, the one guy that I have really, really been pulling for. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's really aggravating. So, uh, um, what, what else? What, the other part, was that? Was that was that the topic? I'm sorry, I wondered yeah, all. Yeah, I, you know, just and then if we, you know, can talk about just, I'll, I'll be, I'll be honest, I just don't know who else AJ is going to feud with unless they bring somebody in who hasn't been on the roster. It, it, to me, it seems that the whole Ziggler uh, and Miz thing going on for so long, even though it's been good, it's gone on a long time. And Ambrose and and uh, Styles, they just don't have anybody else. There's nothing else for them to do. That's kind of what it you know seems like to me, Jared. What do you think? Well, I I, I like the the email with two hands line. I think that that <laughs> makes me laugh every time I hear it. I die a little uh, on the inside. I, <laughs> well, the thing is, I, th- th- this keeps going back to the draft for me. I, I SmackDown is the better show. It's 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 the better wrestling show. It's the better booked show. They, they seem to have an identity where Raw does not, but they just don't have the, the players. I, I, I really don't know who AJ is going to go up against. I know that the, it's rumored that he's going to um, to, to face the uh, Undertaker at the Royal Rumble, but shit, that's what, you know, six, seven weeks away? Yeah. He can't fight Ellsworth that long. That's that, That'd be fucking ridiculous. He's already fought him that long. Yeah, no oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it's never gonna end. Yeah, this is they're just they're too small of a roster to do with to, to take advantage of their strengths. I think right now, and I, I think that's 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 really unfortunate because you can't put AJ up against say like you know uh, Mojo Rawley. You you can't put him up against you know uh, the Fashion Police. There's just no one on that roster that can really hang with them or has the sort of like charisma to sort of like stand up to them, even if they're not, you know, an athletic match. Um, AJ is actually sort of like, you know, blessed to the point that it's a curse right now. So I, it, 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 it's, it's problematic. I don't want um, Ambrose and Miz to, uh, to go because I, I worry that Ambrose in an effort to sort of like push him again as a face, they're going to have him take the, the belt off the Miz, and I think that that's a mistake. He should the Miz should have that belt for a good long time, and I'm talking like Triple H uh, world title, you know, long. Yes. Um, I mean, like, I, like I'm sick of this Ellsworth thing, long. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> how that how that feels, but in real time. Right, right. So, but you know, it's sad because this is the moment where uh, Sami Zayn or Cesaro would have, like, you know, stepped into those roles really, really well. But you know, they have somehow failed to see that that's the ideal move. Can I can I jump in for just a second? There are there are two perfectly fine guys that could work against AJ, and they're holding the fucking tag titles. Randy yep. Orton and Bray Wyatt. You know, yeah. I had the same thought. The only thing I would think is like AJ is such a great heel. There, that whole SmackDown's just so fucking short on, you know, top level baby faces. I mean, really, with Cena gone, the only baby faces that are, unless I'm forgetting somebody, that are anywhere near the top are Ambrose and Ziggler. And Ambrose, God, I'm sick of him. And Ziggler. I just don't see him like losing to the Miz fifty times and then working a program with AJ Styles. That'd be fine with me if they did it, um, because you know, God damn, can you imagine how great those matches would be? Um, anyway, Drew, go ahead. Drew, uh, you're actually. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Hold, let, let me jump, jump, jump here just a second. Um, uh, you were talking about uh, Orton and uh, Wyatt uh, being taken off of the um, uh, off the table because they've got the tag belts. Uh, yeah, I, I, I see that that is not 
that now that is a bad move mm-hmm. um, because the tag division is fine without those guys. Yep. It has not weakened what is considered their main roster, like their top guys. Yeah. Um, uh, and I think uh, uh, to, to, to Nick's point, you were saying something about, um, I think, uh, something you made some reference to when you were talking about like the, the whole uh, face-heel situation that involving three heels. I think the thing about AJ is, even though he's been a heel, he still gets cheered quite a bit. Oh, God, yeah. Against those two guys, he could still be the cocky little asshole heel that he's been playing and the sort of, like, kind of square attitude he has when he gets, like, when he gets insulted and he's like, oh, oh that's not true. Like, oh, like the schoolyard shit that he seems to buy into as a character that would still work with those two guys because they're still the, because he's still going up against kind of a straight man. Although Ambrose isn't a straight man, but they got that fucking Ellsworth goof. I don't know. Go ahead, Drew. My bad. You know, I mean, WWE loves having celebrities come onto the show, so what better celebrity than Yertle the fucking Turtle to have in matches all the time? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, well, you know, uh, Josh, you were the one that uh, sort of sort of uh, brought this up to me today. Uh, what what do you, what do you think? We're going to sort of end uh, this part of it with you. Um, so, if you have any hate you'd like to pour out and boil, you know, boil all over Ellsworth, I'm all ears. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, um, he must he he must have come into some possession of like a list and locations of the bodies of people that Vince and Linda McMahon have killed or something. I swear. False man's negatives. False man's negatives. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, I mean, I, when, when, you know, like y'all have mentioned, when there are guys like Cesaro, he, I would even take Sheamus in a fucking feud with him if you just get this human slug off my television. I cannot understand in any way, shape, or form how this guy got you know, put in this position. And when and that's the part that pisses me off the worst when I look back at the draft. The way it fell is it looked like they were gonna take guys that had been being, you know, more or less mid card on Raw or otherwise, and then these guys are gonna graduate up and become that higher card for SmackDown. And they've not done it with anyone. They've not moved anyone up significantly with the exception of like elevating the profile of the Miz, but that's still the mid card belt. They Drew guys over that you were thinking, all right, this guy is going to get a shot, and then they didn't do it. And, and then and then they get this guy, you know, who is, I, I, I swear, I can't see any any benefit to having James Ellsworth involved in anything. It could not have produced a rating spike. Preach. I, I feel pretty sure that. In the same way that they're trying to cut out the booze for Roman Reigns, they're trying to do the same thing for James Ellsworth. I really think this is one of those, maybe Vince is going, I can get this little bastard overwatch. I don't understand it. I can't stand it. I don't like that he's in the middle of what should be a feud for a belt that is supposed to matter. He's He's screwing up the flow of it. And, you know... Right now, if we were to stop and kind of look back at AJ Styles' title reign, the matches he's won and all that stuff came as a consequence of either being screwed with or screwing with this guy, with the exception of the latter match, which he managed to pull out, thank God, because when Ellsworth started coming down the aisle, I was getting ready to put my hand through my screen. Yep. So, you know, I don't understand why they have this guy on there. I have no clue what what function it serves or how it is uh how it is in any way shape or form a draw to the show i i don't understand it and anything that i said in terms of my real feelings of it would have to be have to be censored outright or else i'm afraid it might melt the server that holds it so you know i i do not understand this at all because it is draw it is it is weakening the the main event scene on the better of the two shows. It's like Vince is going, Raw is doing too well. Let's fuck this up. Uh, that guy, you know, that that's how I, that's how I feel about it. 
I feel like it is he is he is literally trying to hobble the better of the two shows so that they don't, the, the SmackDown doesn't walk off and leave Raw. You know, I'll tell you what it is. Um, Ellsworth has the the tapes that the Macho Man made with Stephanie. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I thought that it would only be fair to uh, talk about sort of the other elephant in the room. We've talked about what's ruining the main event scene on uh, SmackDown. Now can we talk about uh, Seth Rollins 2, I Just Can't Seem to Win. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. That's Universal Champion Kevin Owens, who is one of the greatest wrestlers in the world. He's maybe the best big man wrestler, uh, a guy that can do everything, who's brilliant on the mic. And yet, I have to watch him get pinned every week to, lately, of course, Roman Reigns. Uh, Justin, you've been talking about this, about how you really can't stand how he's being booked. Uh, What are your thoughts on it? Yes, I cannot stand that he is being booked. I I, I don't, that, that that is as precise and as hemming way as I can get on that point. His horse shit it. He's been booked to look like a chump, uh, you know, time and again. I mean, it's like the Ravens. You're, you're, you're dead on with the Seth Rollins comparison is, is much more apt because mm-hmm. that guy was just made to look like, um, you know, uh, a, an overhyped buffoon who somehow earned his way or, or lucked his way into the champ. I don't get it. Um, you know, when, when Triple H handed him that belt, and raised his hand in the middle of that ring, it was like, we're going to get behind you, and we're going to make you the man. Yep. And it has that championship means nothing. No. That belt right now has almost nothing to do with the storylines that the man holding it is involved in. True. Uh, I, just, it, I, I love Jericho being there. I think it's good TV. I think that, you know, that if, if you take the belt off of him, I think it sucks that he's losing like he's losing, but he's still, re- actually, he's not losing that much. He's just being made to look, he just, it's just not a strong run. It's not, or not strong enough. I, I want to, I don't want a guy that squashes everyone, but I want a guy that learns, that knows how to win and is at that point in his abilities and his knowledge and his experience that he's able to get over on these guys. Like I want, you know, the, I like want the boxer, guy that whipped like, John Cena's ass. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what you want. What, what you want is basically Kevin Owens version of what Jay lethal was for your after. Yes. Sure. Yes. Sure. Absolutely. I'll take that. Jared, your thoughts. I, I, I don't have much to, to argue with Justin on about this because if we go back uh, a couple weeks ago, I thought things had sort of turned for Owens when he dumped Jericho and faced Reigns. The match that resulted was quick. It was brutal. It had everything that I liked from Owens as a character. And then the, the, the story that, 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 that won't go away, Jericho and the list and the best friend, it's been funny. And it's revitalized Jericho's career but, you know, it, it, it's really hurt Owens, and I, I, I want it to go away. And I, I think that it's, it's Vince chasing quarterly hours. I, I don't know why he would let, you know, his, his two top heels share a championship. I mean, you know, like you said, Justin, the, the belt doesn't matter at all. Especially, well, we're co-champions. We're you know we're, we're co-leaders of the uh, the Survivor Series you know uh, team. When H came out and like you said raised his hand, it was to sort of say this is the new guy, and he has not been given a chance to show that whatsoever. I'm hoping that Rollins, you know, tease of I'm finally going to get to the bottom of whatever this H shit was two months late yeah. that it's going to sort of like allow for H to, to, to point out why he went with Owens or maybe for Owens to, to live up to, you know, whatever, you know, H, you know, saw in him. But this, I, I hate raw. 
I hate Raw with you know with a, a few minor exceptions every week. It is a completely and utter waste of my time. Hmm. You know, I think uh, I've wondered for years if, when it comes to their booking decisions, if they just really think that guys like Owens, guys like Zayn, guys like Rollins and AJ, you know, they're the really brilliant, great workers. I wonder if they just think that okay, the fans and especially the hardcore fans are going to love them no matter what we do with them just because they're so great. But guys like Reigns, we can't have him lose because he's not really a great wrestler. That's a guy that we have to put a bunch of wins and belts on to get him over, and these guys don't. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of because they're doing exactly the same thing with Owens that they did with Rollins. It's, and it's uh, it's hard to watch. Because I think for us, it's just not its not good television. It's just not when you know how great a guy is at everything, right? You know, Rollins is pretty good on a mic. Owens is, God, you can't get any better. And he's also such an amazing wrestler. I, I've made the mistake almost of going back and watching how he was booked in Ring of Honor. And, you know, it was like, it was almost like if Lesnar could Mr. work. Yeah. I'm sorry? Mr. Wrestling. Yeah, that Mr. Wrestling. Mr. Yeah, wrestling. You know, like, it was great. It was great. Yeah, the, the guy, the guy that couldn't be pinned, and it's like, it's kind of like Lesnar. If Lesnar could talk and would wrestle twenty minute amazing matches. <laughs> yeah. Drew, what about what about you, man? Uh, I, I'm hoping you're going to tell us that you're just the biggest fan of how he's been booked, and we'll get into a big slobber knocker of an argument here. Oh yeah, it's it's been great. I mean, I've just I've <laughs> absolutely loved it. It's, it's been the greatest thing since... It's been the greatest thing since Lay Cool, because that's exactly what this Owens and Jericho thing is. <laughs> it's fucking Lay Cool, the male version. <laughs> and uh, I'm just... I'm so sick of any heel champion. The only one that I give any... 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 Uh, credit to for doing dirty, underhanded shit is The Miz, because that's who he is. And who would have thought you'd have ever said that? But the thing... Yeah, no shit. But the thing that I hate the absolute most is the way that these champions are being booked as, like, these heels. It's like, like, oh, no, 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 a heel can't ever win a match clean. They've got to... No, no, they've got to kick somebody in the balls or have a buddy come down or, you know, just something. It's always something, and they just can't have... You know what? I'm a heel, but I'm still going to have a really good match, and I'm going to win this match. No. It's always a, oh, I'm going to win, and then somebody crawls out from under the damn ring or comes out of the corner or some shit. I don't know. It's stupid. I'm so sick of it. So fucking sick of it. I can't stand it. Yeah. You know, and I think the the one difference with The Miz is, is The Miz is what an old school heel used to be, and I know Higgs is rolling his eyes and laughing at me for saying that. I'm not going to compare him to Flair Hegwood, um, but uh, <laughs> the way the Miz cheats, it's like that's part of his master plan. Mm-hmm. And also, I have heard Mauro Ronaldo and I say more than once about the Miz, something that I used to hear JR say about the you know heels back during the Attitude Era. JR and now Mauro Ronaldo saying this about the Miz would say he's good enough that he doesn't have to cheat and he does anyway. Mm-hmm. And that is how you get a heel over. And then when the Miz does cheat, it protects the baby face, but he cheats in a way it's like, well, goddamn, he's smart and creative. With when Owens wins, it's always like by some fluke. It's like it wasn't planned that Jericho will come out, but he just does. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and it makes it look like Owens isn't even in on it. You know, no, goddamn it! If he's gonna cheat, let him cheat to win, but let him cheat the way like you know, God, that son of a bitch is always three steps ahead. Josh, what do you think? Yeah, with the way Owens has been booked, it's like everybody around the champ has benefited from it, but the champ has definitely not gotten any benefit from mm-hmm. it. If there's any one positive thing to say about his run, it is that his, with the exception of the New Day's belt, is the only one that hasn't been thrown around like a damn hot potato here recently. 
you know, the the SmackDown women. I'm sorry, the Raw women's title. Oh God. You know the uh, I mean the belts have just been changing hands, just bam, 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 and at least Owens has held on to his. It's been through ways that have made him look weak and everything, but at least that belt hadn't been getting passed around like the Village Bicycle, because you know the other ones are being. Uh, specifically the Raw Women's title, is, I think it's being devalued by just being passed back and forth. And and I know that, you know, it's I can't be the only one that's noticed that it's Sasha wins it on Raw, Charlotte wins it at the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And they just keep trading them off like that. But... Well- Go ahead. So if there's anything positive I can say about the way he's been being booked, other than uh, that, and that I, I have loved the banter between he and Jericho, yeah. the only yeah. thing positive I can say about it is he is the only guy that's held his title for any really significant length of time. Longest reigning Universal Champion. Oh, God, yeah, well, yeah, he is. You know, he is. You know, I'm going to disagree with you on the, the Women's Championship, and, I, and I'll tell you why, because I had the same thought the other day. I hate it when they play hot potato with the titles. I think titles work best when you sort of follow the uh, way that ROH or New Japan books theirs, where, you know, when people get it, they hold it for a while. You know, they're put in a main slot, and they just wrestle great match after great match after great match. Right. I think what WWE would do is they would put it on, it wouldn't just be hot potato between two people. It would be, you know, just get passed all around to, like, you know, five or six guys on the roster. I think keeping the title just between two women, between Charlotte and Sasha actually builds a great story because it's like they're so equal that on any night when you watch them, if it's those two women, they're not going to lose to anybody else, but if it's those two women, it can it can legitimately change hands. And they've wrestled some, you know, you know, very, very good matches. So that I think has made it stronger. And and the only reason because that's the only title on Raw, it means a fucking thing right now. I would agree you know, with you. The U.S. title means shit. Bullshit, Kevin Owens yeah. somehow holding their big belt means even less. The women's championship, you know, that, that main event, you know, a couple weeks ago was fucking amazing. It was great. Um, but you're absolutely right. It's because they're keeping that streak of Charlotte always winning at the pay-per-views. She'll probably win, well, you know, at, 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 at well, Cockblock. Look, I'm not, I'm not saying anything, uh, you know, in, in terms of the match quality. I, I would agree with your assessment of making the belt, you know, seem more important because it's just between those two. If they were building somebody underneath that that could be the next person to step up because, honestly, right now, I mean, you know, the hardcore fan knows that Bailey is a hell of a wrestler, but she's not ready to be at the top of the women's division yet. The other ones that are there, really, you know, Naya is not up to par. She's, you know, not not quite there. They don't really, they're not building anybody else to be able to come up and stand between those two. The only person that they had before that was Becky Lynch, and now she's on SmackDown. So, you know, just it's being passed back and forth between those two because there literally is no real other viable contender. Yeah, that's true. Justin, what do you think? Uh, state of women's wrestling in the WWE. <laughs> yeah, that's a guy to ask. <laughs> I heard that. I heard that shit. Motherfucker, I had a sleep. I remain conscious in spite of your effort. <laughs> and he just do almost entirely to Sasha and um, Charlotte. Uh, you know, a few people, scattered folks that might, you know, that come into my business uh, have mentioned that they're kind of, they just want that to sort of go away. Uh, I'm in the other, I'm in the other boat. Uh, they can, they can wrestle all the way to WrestleMania. I don't care. I, 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 I really, I love their matches. They've had a couple of, you know, stiff spots here and there. I'm sorry. Not necessarily stiff spots. That's the wrong terminology. They've had a couple of botched spots. Mm. Um, but uh, I think all in all, that just goes into that they wrestle with a little bit more energy. Um, uh, they make each other look really good. Uh, it's a, it's an interesting... I, 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 was talk, I was thinking recently that um, I think of it as colors, whereas like it's like pink versus you know yellow. 
you know, or, or pink versus white, and they have like, you know, they have like blue characters, and but Nia Jax is like that sort of like, you know, dark purple or whatever. Like it's just, it, it's it's like the women are almost like this color wheel of, of rage. You know? <laughs> <laughs> But um, you know, I, I think I think it's all right. Um, I think SmackDown is one of those divisions in trouble because they just gave their belt to a sixty-six pound elf. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but she's hot though. Huh? Yeah, but she's hot though. Yeah. No, she's really hot. But I mean that. Oh man, her face—you can open a can with her face. Come on. Uh, uh, no. What? She's, she's pretty man, thing. Are you talking about Alexa Bliss? Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Personal preference. Hags? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, I don't believe Justin when he says that he's always been a sexist. I mean, there were matches. There were, you know, competitors that, you know, we stopped and we paid attention to. And I, I think that that's what Vince has sort of like started to build around, or rather H and Stephanie have started to build around. I, you know, Charlotte and Sasha put on another amazing match. It was probably my favorite of their matches, the uh, the one from the Raw the other night. I, I think that it's it's looking looking a hell of a lot better. We know uh, the E just signed uh, three big name indie uh, women's wrestlers. I just wish that SmackDown sort of got the same because you know I, I think Becky is uh, terrific in comparison with the rest of the women on that on that show mm-hmm. but she, but smackdown is a women's wrestling wasteland there's nobody that i care to see on it alexa bliss despite the fact that she's got that sort of you know harley quinn sort of look that everybody likes these days she just doesn't have it no one else on that roster does but becky and even then she's a b plus character She's got great wrestling acumen. She can, she, you know, she's an athlete. She can put on a hell of a match, but she's not going to like put asses in seats ever. I, I really hate the fact that somehow John Cena has convinced Vince that, you know, putting Nikki at, you know, on that show and making her a featured competitor is the right thing for business because she is awful. And, you know, Natty, for as much as I respect her work, is dull and boring. Yeah. It's, it's such a... For comparing Raw to SmackDown, it's hard to, to say that wrestling, that women's wrestling is on the rise. If I look at Raw, you know, by itself, it's, it's a golden age. But SmackDown is sort of like, you know, it shows that there is a... There's still a bias towards a particular kind of look... We're going to get more of those models with the broad panty matches, even though we're not going to get those matches again. It's that same sort of, you know, competitor. And those are the things that have long turned me off of women's wrestling. And, you know, the things that we used to fast forward through. It's Tori Wilson and uh. Stacey Keith all over again. And I don't care. Uh, I don't know. Hey, I don't know, man. I don't think SmackDown's that bad. It is that bad. <laughs> Listen, Nikki Bella has wrestled like one or two matches, and like they were singles matches. I mean, and, and Na- Naomi's got an entrance, and that's it. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll cop to that. She's athletic and good, but she just has doesn't have it all put together just yet, and she doesn't really she have much speak. of a personality. Yeah, well, here's, yeah, that's the thing. She can't speak. She's got no character. I mean, hooray! She. If being an athlete was all it took to get over in wrestling these days, uh, yes. then a hell of a lot of guys that we admire from from Ring of Honor would have long made the jump and been holding yeah. straps. Yeah, you know, I got to be honest, I got to disagree with the eggs and and what we were talking about, you know, Alexa Bliss earlier. You know, I mean, I actually like her a lot. I, I like do her too. Not as a woman who looks attractive, I like her as a wrestler. I like her as a heel. I think. They only have so much time. They've got two hours. They only give the women so much. And I think they're building it a little slower. Becky is sort of the, you know, the, the, their big baby face. And they built a villain that, you know, has actually, you know, been able to take her on and has done a good job. Alexa Bliss is, 
genuinely gotten over in that role. And her I mean, promo work has comeback, been real she good. She really has. People were into that match the other night. People have, I, I've seen SmackDown Live, the SmackDown sort of troop twice. And I can go ahead and tell you, Becky Lynch is fucking insanely over. Now, is she, uh, another thing she is, little girls love her. She is right now for the E what I wish they had turned Bailey into on Raw. When I went and saw them, you should have seen how many little girls were wearing Becky Lynch t-shirts and they had her, you know, like, like steampunk goggles that they were selling. Hmm. Dozens <laughs> of them, right? Dad's walking around with her, my daughter, Evelyn. She's her favorite. Colette, our baby, loves Becky Lynch, listens to her song on YouTube and dances to it. Jasmine, Becky Lynch is literally her favorite wrestler. Um, she refers to her as that's my girl, right? Um, mm-hmm. So I think sort of if, if like Becky Lynch is opening that up to uh, a, a new audience. I mean, and I think there's, they've got to do that because God knows the audience is nothing but a fucking sausage fest as is. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's one of the things, but it's going to take time for them to build that man. I, uh, oh. I, I, I dug it. I dig Be- Becky as it. And I, I don't see the, them going back to that at all. Uh, frankly, go ahead. Oh, I don't, I don't either. It's just the, the fact that Becky is the, Becky and Natty are the only legitimate athletes in, on, that, on that particular women's roster. And, and Natty is boring. I like Becky. I'm a huge Becky fan, okay? And, and, you know, but the thing is, I think that she is being, she, she's, her value is inflated by the, 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 the deep contrast to, you know, to what else she's having to work with. You know, there have been like you know women wrestlers who've gotten over and who have been you know successful, and I'm not saying that she hasn't gotten over. I'm saying that I believe that ten years from now we're going to see her being Molly Holly, someone who, well, you know, you know, you know, got a spotlight for a while, held a crowd, and put on some good matches, but it is ultimately somebody you go, oh, okay. And that's not because, you know, uh, of any poor booking on uh, the show's fault. That's just that I don't think that Becky has that extra thing. Or at least I haven't seen it from her yet. I see the same problem with Dean Ambrose. She's like a a women's Dean Ambrose. Hmm. You just don't like redheads. You never have. (laughs) That's that's (laughs) true. That's why he doesn't like me, the son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right, any more thoughts on that, guys? The only thing I got to add to it is just this one thing about, you know, Sasha and Charlotte. I'm fine with them being the two people that are locking up over that belt. I just don't want them to be, you know, ten-time women's champions before WrestleMania. That, yeah. that That's it. <laughs> yeah, they, they do need. I totally agree. They need to go a different direction. Because I mean, they're three they're, and three each already, yeah. and they haven't even been on the main roster for uh, what a year? Not even a full year. No, hell, the belt. The belt yeah. has only existed yeah. since WrestleMania. And, and there's already been three between them each. So that's six title changes in a belt that was just made. Yeah. Well, fellas, I think that probably does it for this week. Unless anybody sort of has something else they want to throw out. I think we're good. I'm good. Thank you for joining us for this week's show. If you like what you heard, please subscribe. We're available on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Also, we invite you to join our Facebook group, The Heel Section Wrestling Podcast, and to follow us on Twitter at The Heel Section. We hope you'll join us for next week's show. Thank you, and have a great day.